Hello, everybody. This is Gerald Salenti, and it's Thursday, July 20th, 2023. And here are some of today's trends in the news. And remember, the trend is your friend. And we're the only ones giving it to you. Nobody else, nowhere, anywhere. Don't know how to do it. Don't teach it at Harvard. Don't teach it at Yale. Don't teach it at Princeton. Don't teach it at uh, Cambridge. Print nowhere. Because they don't know how. So we're giving you what nobody else is giving you. Again, we're telling you what in the world is going on, what it means, and what's next. Well, everybody's shrinking their what they call journalism <laughs> staff. Anyway, on the market fronts, and the Dow was up ninth day in a row. Yep, keeps moving up. Uh, Nasdaq was down two percent. Some of the earnings didn't come in so good. S&P lost a little bit. Gold's still hanging in there. Nothing a lot. Oil's back up to almost $80 a barrel for Brent crude. And again, as we said, the summertime, the living is easy. Markets go up and down. Nothing, don't see anything radical. Minus, of course, a wild card. Like the Ukraine war going into a nuclear war. You know, little things like that. Israel getting in a war with Iran. Other yeah, minor stuff, you know. But other than that, minus a, some kind of a wild card, we don't see a lot of activity in, in the markets. And again, we believe they're going to start going down in September and October. So going on to some of the data. Wall Street banks turn bearish on dollar bets as soft landing hopes increase, which means that the death of the dollar is coming, as we have warned for how many months now? So that means that if the Fed, they say the Fed's only going to raise interest rates another 25 basis points two more times. So total of 50 basis points. So they're betting already on that. So now the dollar is only strong because interest rates are high. When interest rates go down, the dollar goes down. And it's going to be the beginning of the death of the dollar because the BRICS and other countries not involved with them but want to get in with the whole deal the tide of America's economic and geopolitical hegemony. So they're going to be going for gold, backed by gold. So the lower the dollar goes, the higher gold prices go because the other currencies get strong and gold is dollar-based. So as the dollar gets weaker, it costs them less dough to buy more gold. And already you're seeing what the central banks are buying it up in the first quarter, it was 155% bigger than last year's. And last year, last year's quarter at the same time. And for last year, it was the biggest, biggest ever in, in central banks buying gold. So that's what you're looking at. Again, it's in your trends journal a lot more. Okay, here are some of the articles that are making the mainstream news. Distressed U.S. offices jumped to $24.8 billion dollars more than malls total value of offices that were financially troubled shot up 36 percent this is according to msci real assets report at the end of june 22.7 million in retail properties including malls and 13.5 billion in hotels were also in distress the total of all troubled commercial properties was almost $72 billion, up 13% from the first quarter. 
MSCI identified an additional only 162 billion of properties in potential distress. With problems such as delinquent loan payments, high vacancy rates, and maturing debt. Prices, you ready? For office buildings fell 27% in the year through June. Look at your cover of this week's Trends Journal. Office building bust, banking crisis coming. Not a word in this article about the banking crisis. Not a word. And this is from Bloomberg. And then we've only been saying this now for what? Three, over three years. Warning of an office building bust. Officially made it one of our top trends for 2023 because we said this is the year they're going to finally recognize it. And there it is, office building bust. And now they're recognizing it. So here's an article that um, appeared in New York Magazine this week. Oh, it was big news. All these buildings worth less. And they go on to say more about it. And now, this article is like, you know, 15 pages long. New Glut City, the city's mega office landlords are panicking, pivoting, and shedding what's worthless. This is old news. This is old news. But it's becoming big news. But again, barely a peep anywhere about the banking crisis. Because these are floating loans, interest rate loans. There are a variety of loans in here. So as interest rates go higher, they got to pay more and they have less ten tenants. The banking crisis has just begun. And you're going to start seeing it heating up again when reality starts hitting the streets after the vacation state of mind in late September and October. There's an article in the conversation in the um, Canadian press. Increasing monopoly power poses threat to Canada's post-pandemic economic recovery. Number one, it wasn't a pandemic. Again, the numbers are here. The World Trade Organization, uh, excuse me, the World Health Organization. Who? You know, who? A bunch of who? Who? Who are they? A bunch of fucking scumbags. That's who they are. They called it a pandemic on March 11th, look it up, 2020, when out of 114 countries, there were about 8 billion people in the world, 114 countries, the grand total, 4,291 deaths of COVID. And these deaths are now being reported as they didn't die of COVID. So if you take a third of that away, or 30%, yeah. And they called it a pandemic, and people are still calling it a pandemic. So going back to this article, Canada is currently grappling with significant economic issues, market concentration, a select few corporations dominate key sectors, leading to reduced competition, rising prices, and limited purchase options for consumers. No, no shit. It's been going on for fucking how long? And they make the state here. Canada's grocery industry is a prime example. A recent report from Competition Bureau 
found that a lack of competition in grocery sector is resulting in higher food prices. Grocery industry is dominated by five major players, Loblaws, Metro Empire, Walmart, and Costco. These five companies account for over three quarters of all food sales in Canada. I mention this because, again, this is very old news. We've been saying it. All we are are plantation workers of slave land here. What the fuck are we spending almost $200,000 to send somebody to school from kindergarten to 12th grade so they could get a job driving an Amazon truck? Or maybe they could work at Amazon. No, I think they'll work at Costco. No, I think Walmart. Well, Kohl's would be a wonderful place. Kroger would be terrific. As I kept saying, for how many years? When I was a young man, there were grocery stores, hardware stores, grocery stores, stationery stores, drug stores, and now they're all chains. And all we are do is we're chained to the chains as plantation workers of Slavelandia because scumbag little fucking pricks. Politicians did away with the antitrust acts. They get paid off really cheap. And that's why I say, fuck, hey, politician, who the fuck are you to tell us what to do? Who the fuck are you to tell us what to do? Look at the back of the shirt. There it is. So you go to trendsjournal.com, trendsjournal.com, and get your shirt. Because they have fucked this world up. And that's just the beginning. Okay. Rising demand lifts new home prices. Very important because we also said as everything was going down, there would not be a housing crash. As every so many others were saying there would be. We said, nope, there's going to be a commercial real estate business office crash. So they went against us on the real estate market. We were correct. They ignored us on the commercial office buildings, and now they're all bullshitting it like they're the ones that discovered it. And that's why you subscribe to the Trends Journal, because we're giving you history before it happens. Nobody does this. Nobody. So the S&P Home Builders Select Industry stock is up almost 40% this year. And on a national basis, home prices have only declined a small amount. Ta-da. No kidding. And again, they talk about inflation not going, you know, up as high. Well, I just talked about what, what's the average price of a house now, like $420,000? That's not inflation? No, no, we don't put that in there. Rentals are up 8 point, rent to rent a place is up 8.3%. Going to college, you ready for this? Can't make this number up. Before adjusting for inflation, the average student loan debt at graduation has increased. I graduated, I got graduated, I got my master's degree in 1970. It increased from 1970, 2,807%. Yeah. You go to Harvard, almost cost $100,000 a year. Average tuition in U.S. private colleges, it's only around $40,000 per year. 
Oh, you buy a new car? It's only around 50000 Oh, inflation's going down. Don't worry about it. Everything is fine. Oh, and they have to get the fucking car fixed. All this stupid fucking shit. I hear horns beeping all the time. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, you're like, that's going to stop somebody, you know, from um, stealing your car? You can't open the fucking trunk with your stove. You put a key in the thing to turn the, to, to open the door. Can't roll down the windows. All the stupid fucking technological, technological shit they put in these cars is a waste of fucking money and stupid. Okay. On to the um, Ukraine war. As you know, the Ukrainians blew up the Crimea bridge again. In retaliation, the Russians increased their attack into Ukraine. But this is the headline of the toilet paper record, the New York slime. Russia strikes Ukraine port as grain deal is suspended. Didn't have a fucking thing to do with the grain deal. Because then you read down into the article. Explosions thundered over Odessa, Ukraine, as Russia targeted it with missiles and drones before dawn on Tuesday, a day after the apparent Ukrainian strike damage to an important Russian bridge. Yeah. Oh, and the Kremlin halted a deal for safe passage of grain. No, no. Blowing up the bridge. But that gives you the propaganda, and that's what we don't do. We give you the facts, and we give you our analysis and our trend forecasts. Here, how about this for stupidity? How about this for fucking stupid fucking shit that morons and imbeciles swallow? UK Foreign Secretary warns the West, quote, not to drop the ball in Ukraine war. Yep. Not to drop the ball. Hey, hey, ballless. Go over there and fucking fight or shut your fucking mouth. We've got to respond that if we drop the ball on this, if we allow Putin to win, the pain that we're experiencing at the moment economically will pale into insignificance. James cleverly, stupidly cleverly told the Wall Street Journal. Yep, this is the kind of fucking propaganda they keep selling. Oh, but the good news, Lockheed forecasts growth in sales as war lifts orders. Isn't that terrific? The military industrial complex is doing great. Oh, they're going to be passing another budget for the defense budgets almost passed. It'll only be about $900 billion as the fucking country's going down the crapper. And again, who gives a fuck about anything but Ukraine? Embargo office, Sudan in crisis. Next Monday, July 24th, marks the 100 day of conflict in Sudan. Three million Sudanese have been displaced by the fighting, including at least 250,000 people have sought refuge in neighboring Egypt. Another more than 120,000 are stuck on the Sudan side of the border, awaiting entry. And this goes on. Who gives a flying fuck about Sudan? What's a Sudan? We got to worry about the Ukrainians because if we don't stop them Russians. Shows you the bullshit. And again, look what you're getting. 
like nowhere else, anywhere, any place, anywhere, any place. So going on, Israel, Israelis renew protest against the uh, legal overhaul, the judicial reform. So they're pushing that. This Monday was the 28th week. So this thing's going and getting worse and worse and worse. More and more people are fighting back. But the good news is that on Tuesday, United States House of Representatives overwhelmingly passed a resolution pledging unfailing support for Israel, condemning anti-Semitism, and declaring that the country is neither racist nor an apartheid state. Well, I guess they're too fucking stupid to read the um, who came out of the United Nations, Human Rights Watch, Amnesty International, and the Israeli Human Rights Organization. And Bestalem says that the treatment of Palestinians by Israelis amounted to apartheid. So Israel, according to all of those, are an apartheid state. They could steal and kill. They could steal all the land they want. I know God gave it to you. Moses came down with 10 commandments, dropped five. It would have been 15. I watched the Mel Brooks movie where he dropped them. What fucking bullshit this is. And it costs us almost $4 billion of our money to send to Israel each year so they could keep killing the Palestinians. We send them more military weapons and things. And you're called an anti-Semite. Um, am I called anti-American because I'm pro-peace and no facts? Of course I am. The people up here hate me for it. So the New York Times wrote an article, buried, buried into the article. It said that the official number of COVID-19 deaths is probably an, exa an exaggeration. This is a quote, because it includes some people who had the virus when they died, even though it was not the underlying cause of death. No fucking shit. No fucking shit. Only been saying this for over three years. But now the New York Times and the CDC admitted to it, and even that number is low. Yep. Dumb enough to believe Bush's war. Dumb enough to believe the COVID war. Title A positive COVID milestone, it claims, all causes mortality in the U.S. has returned to pre-demic, blah, blah, blah. All, co all cause mortality hovered around 30%. Wait, wait, that's not what I want. An admission that COVID deaths were overcounted by 30%, according to the CDC. And Fauci... That little fraud, that arrogant little fuck, fuck-faced Fauci, told NBC in 2020, quote, there is absolutely no evidence that the case, that that's the case at all, when he was asked about the suggestion that the death toll was being artificially padded. Meanwhile, motorcycle crash victims, gunshot victims, and other unrelated deaths were found to have added to the total. Italy recalculated its own COVID mortality figures in 2021, revealing that just 2.9% of the pandemic deaths could be exclusively attributed to the virus. 
The remainder had at least one chronic disease, often several, though fact checkers were quick to counter any claims that these comorbidities, not the virus, were responsible for the patient's demise. And it goes on. So again, bullshit. That's all they sell. And we're giving you the facts. You go back to the Trends Journal. Look at these. This is old news. This Dr. Scott Jensen was coming out long, long time ago. Yeah, this is the cover of the Trends Journal. January 28th, we were the first to call it bullshit. 106 dead in China, 1.4 billion still alive. You know what the fuck you're telling me this shit for? What the fuck do I care if 106 people out of 1.4 billion died? And there's another article showing more about the COVID war. This is in today's front page of the uh, Wall Street Journal. America is becoming a nation of early birds. Dinner parties at 5 p.m. Consumers of all ages are sliding activities back. The damage the COVID war has done is incalculable. Again, when I was a kid, they used to have these ads. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? We're around all the time. Where were you? you know? And now, 10 o'clock, the streets are dead. This thing has changed people so dramatically. Anyway. And what else? Yeah, a lot more. 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 I want to read one little quick article here. UK clinches $5 billion plan for electric vehicles. Indian car maker Tata's move comes amid global race to lure green tech. Tata had initially planned to build the plant elsewhere. This guy, Shaps, who's the, uh, in the UK. Um, who the hell is he here? The UK's uh, energy security secretary. They asked him, he declined to elaborate on the amount of incentives and other financial details included in the UK's winning bid for the plant and said it is large, make no bones about that. We're stealing your fucking money to the people to give it to the bigs. We won't give a fucking penny to anybody else's business because we're scumbags. We're fucking bastards and bitches. We're going to create jobs. Fuck off. That's called fascism. The merger of state and corporate powers. You want to create jobs. How about giving it to the little people to create businesses and put the bigs out of business? There was an article. I didn't, I didn't work on do anything now with it about they're going to build this big solar plant. This whole thing with Tesla, the guy must cost like four something billion dollars to the United, the people here, and they're producing hardly anything. It's one situation like that after another. All they do is steal our money and you buy these little fucking scumbags off cheap. You know why? Because they never work a fucking day in their life. Yep, the U.S. elections and everywhere. The Crips and the Bloods, murderers and thieves. Tata. And we can't tell you how much. Oh, and the people in the fucking UK are suffering terribly with high inflation and declining 
economy. Perfect. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, hit the subscribe button. Get more people to subscribe to this channel. We're doing everything we can. And you do everything you can. Subscribe to the Trends Journal, trendsjournal.com. And don't forget, get your T-shirt. Tell the politicians how you feel. Hey, politicians, who the fuck are you to tell me what to do? At the Trends Journal, the best investment you could make because it's the best investment into your mind and it can change how you look at the world. Less than three dollars um, per week for uh, almost two hundred pages, ad-free, great articles. The world's foremost trends forecaster, Gerald Salente. The Trends Journal is one of the greatest sources of information, and it's uh, and it really is. You're predicting these things well ahead of time. I would encourage everyone to go grab the latest copy. But a uh, Trends a Journal subscriber for twenty years. I just have to commend you. What you guys have put together in your latest Trends Journal, there's nothing like this out there. Sir, everything that you predicted about the economy, you are absolutely right. So I, I, I have followed you all this time. So please take a look at the Trends Journal. You correctly forecast that the Fed would hike rates quite aggressively. Correctly said that initially gold and silver would drop as the Fed starts to raise rates to one and a half percent and above. When we spoke last, Bitcoin was around 49,000. You said you expect to drop and if it drops below 30, 35, then it could really drop. Trends Journal, which I would encourage people to go and check out. It's actually a 200 page document, pure data driven analysis. Gerald Salenti, the top trends forecaster in the world. Gerald, you had an interesting call back in September of last year. You said gold had bottomed, which is exactly what happened. And here we are and we're above $1,900. Subscribe to the Trends Journal. Read history before it happens at trendsjournal.com.